Hey everyone, this is Kyle Maddox, your host with Life in Ministry. We're so thankful to be having you join us today on our podcast. We pray it is a blessing to you. And also, we're so thankful for your support and getting the word out about Life in Ministry. So if you have not shared our podcast with your family and friends, please let them know. And also that we are on Facebook and we're so appreciative of your support and we pray this podcast is a blessing to you. But if you also feel drawn or directed by God to support Life in Ministry, where we would be so honored and thankful for your support, you can send us an email to lifeandministry777 at gmail.com for more details. But you are available to send us a check made out to Life in Ministry. But we're also on uh, PayPal and Cash App for those that have those. So just send us an email and we'd be honored that you would support what we're trying to do and what God has called us to do with Life in Ministry. So let's check out this podcast today. We pray it's a blessing to you and we pray you all have a great day in Jesus' name. Welcome to Life in Ministry. I'm your host, Kyle Maddox, and I'm so thankful to be joining you once again today. And I'm really excited and looking forward to this episode because I have one of my friends, Pastor John Whittington. He is currently serving as pastor of Brooklyn Apostolic Church, a church plant in this great state of Mississippi. But he's also recently been elected as our Section 8 NAM director for the state of Mississippi. So we're so looking forward to his ministry tonight. Brother Whittington, we're so thankful to have you here tonight. I would like you to just begin by greeting our audience and given your support of uh, life and ministry, we're so thankful that you've taken time out of your schedule today to be with us. Please greet, greet our audience here today. Well, thank you, Brother Maddox. It is my great privilege to be able to be on this program with you this afternoon. And I uh, want to thank everyone for tuning in and, and watching this podcast. And uh, I, I hope that it is going to be a great encouragement to you. I appreciate Brother Maddox and uh, his desire to put this out for everyone to be able to be part of life and ministry. There has been some of the most fantastic speakers on this program that has been uplifting. And if there's ever been a time in the ministry of the kingdom of heaven that people need uplifting, that especially ministers need uplifting, it is this day and this hour. There's such a unleashing of of the devil's tactics right now because he knows he has a short time to work but folks you and i can take advantage of programs like life and ministry and tune in and receive encouragement to continue on in the work of god thank you for joining us and thank you again brother maddox for allowing me to be part of this well my friend i'm so thankful to, again to have you and you heard him say it we we need this and we need this type of stuff because those of us serving in life and ministry it gets tiring it gets exhausting we need encouragement and that's just what life and ministry is is it just is our prayer and our thought to bring strength and encouragement to those of us that are serving so we do appreciate your continued support of life and ministry and i'm telling you this episode is going to bless you and it's going to encourage you. And we're going to be talking about the miracle in Brooklyn. I have heard this story many times, but I wanted to hear it once again, but also to share it with you because it's an exciting story about just being sensitive and hearing the voice of God. And I'm so thankful for Brother and Sister Whittington uh, answering the call to start a church, build a church in the great town and uh, Uh, neighborhood of Brooklyn, Mississippi. And so, Brother Whittington, I want you to take your liberty tonight, share with us what God has laid on your heart, but also open up your heart, be as real as you want. And I'm excited once again to have you sharing the miracle in Brooklyn. 
Take your liberty, sir. Thank you, Brother Maddox. And uh, again, it's it's my great privilege to be able to share this wonderful, true story with you uh, of how God does work miracles. And uh, we oftentimes we think about miracles as as God opening the eyes of the blind, healing the lame legs, etc. And of course, those things are wonderful. But I believe the greatest miracles that God does is when he plants a church and makes a place where people can come to find their way out of darkness into his marvelous light, to be filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized in Jesus' name, and taught to be disciples that make other disciples. So I tell you, everything about the church plant in Brooklyn, Mississippi has been a miracle from the get-go. Uh, it all began uh, years ago, back uh, 20, 2016, it was when I was invited to come and speak at a, a devotion center that is inside the 49 Antique and Flea Market on Highway 49 south of Hattiesburg, across from Paul B. Johnson. They had just started up a devotion center there. I was invited to come and speak one Sunday morning, and I did so. And then a few weeks later, the, the, the pastor I guess you would call him, of that devotion center, uh, contacted my bishop and asked him if I could come and co-pastor with him. And so I, I did that. And, you know, we prayed about it and heard the voice of the Lord. And the Lord said, go through whatever door I open for you, because he was going to provide miracles for us. And uh, so I, I did that. And, and it developed into a, a thriving uh, devotion time on Sunday, one hour on Sunday mornings at the market that is provided by the owners of the market at no cost to us. Hallelujah. So uh, we, we did that for a couple of years and then uh, brought the church, the, the little market church under the auspices of the United Pentecostal Church and began the, the uh, NAM program as church planters. It has always been our desire for many years to get a plant a church in Brooklyn, Mississippi. And uh, as we as we followed the voice of the Lord, uh, it came to pass that on April the 6th of 2022, uh, we had been invited to come and hold a, a weekly Wednesday morning, early Wednesday morning prayer meeting on the little community square in Brooklyn. It's just a vacant lot in between uh, two old buildings where they had cleaned up and they built a little stage where they have events and what have you. So we sat on that wooden stage every Wednesday morning for weeks and weeks, praying, asking God to plant a church in Brooklyn, asking God to open the windows of heaven, to touch people's lives, to make a difference, to bring people to salvation. And, you know, we we continued doing this and it and then on um uh june the first i believe it was of 2022 uh we were sitting that wednesday morning we were sitting on the on the platform there we'd been praying praying in the spirit uh it began uh, about six or seven people from the community were coming, but then after the first few weeks, it ended up just being my wife, myself, and another couple that lives in Brooklyn that is assisting us in planning the church, the Claiborne's. And uh, so on, on June the 
the first, uh, I heard that little voice in the back of my head that reminded me of the empty Baptist church that was around the corner up on uh, right next to the railroad on old highway 49 East. And the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to go sit on the old pew on the porch of that church and pray every morning until I tell you uh, to do otherwise. And, and I, I'm been at a point in my life where I'm saying, God, whatever door you open, whatever you tell me to do, I'm going to do it. So, so I, I voiced it out loud to uh, my wife and the other couple and brother Claiborne jumped to his feet and he said, I'm going with you. So the next morning on June the 2nd of 2022, we began going at daylight every morning, except for Sundays, uh, six days a week, going at daylight every morning and praying, sitting on that bench. And the beautiful thing is, is that every Every family that was taking children to, to school had to pass right in front of us. And as we prayed, we prayed for every family, every car, waved at the people, and just, just poured out our hearts to the Lord. God spoke so many things to us during that those prayer meetings there on, on every morning. And uh, God promised some things that he would open the doors of that church. We were praying, God, even if, even if we aren't the ones that are going to be here, God, just open the doors of this church and let it be an apostolic preaching point so that the truth of the mighty God in Christ Christ could be shared with the people of the surrounding area. There's so many people that are hurting and undone and need the Lord Jesus Christ in their lives. So we, we continued doing this, being obedient to the Lord. 11 we, Roughly 11 weeks later, on August the 3rd, on a Wednesday morning, a um, little backstory, I had uh, about the second week that we were, we were uh, praying there, I called and, or, or got on Facebook Messenger, actually, and got in touch with the granddaughter of the oldest remaining member of the church and asked them if it would be okay if I would mow the yard. And she said, absolutely, we would love for you to do that because the gentleman that did it had recently passed and they had no one to do it. So I started, I said, don't worry about it ever again. I just went that morning, got my mower, came back, mowed the place, you know, trimmed up, sent her a picture, what have you. So we just kept doing that. And every couple of weeks I'd mow the yard and we just kept praying. And then on, on August the 3rd, on that Wednesday morning, I, I felt in the Holy Ghost that it was time for us to try to make contact with the uh, with the folks that were in charge of that property again, to try to purchase it, rent it, lease it, beg, borrow, whatever we could do to get in that building, to open it and preach the beautiful message of Acts 238 in this community. So I, I voiced that to, it was myself, my wife again, and the Claiborne's were sitting there praying together. And at the end of it, I told them, I said, I really believe that now's the time that I need to contact them. Well, Sister Claiborne, in faith, she said, she said, Pastor John, she says, I, I believe, and her and my wife together said, I believe that God will have them contact us. And I said, I received that in faith. We prayed about it again, asked the Lord to have them contact us. Miracle after miracle after miracle. The very next afternoon, 
about 2.30 in the afternoon, I get a text message on my phone asking me to call this particular lady. And I called and and uh, she answered the phone and I told her who I was. And she says, oh, I know who you are. It's God. So I, I told her, her her name was Bobby. I told her, I said, Sister Bobby, I said, I, I was given a message to call you. I want to talk to you about the property here, uh, the former Landmark Missionary Baptist Church, uh, Black Creek Landmark Missionary Baptist Church. And she said, well, I'm the oldest remaining member. She says, there's eight of us. And she says, I want you to know if it was left up to me, Pastor, you could have that building tomorrow. And I said, well, praise the Lord. I said, so, so what do I need to do? So she gave me the name of the gentleman that I needed to contact. There was one man left among those eight remaining members. And she said, we want you to go through him. So I called him. I had talked to him months before one time about the property and he just kind of put me off. And, and uh, so I called him again and reminded him, Oh, I remember who you are. Yeah, I know who you are. He said, look, let me tell you something, brother John. He said, if it was left up to me, you could have this building tomorrow. I said, praise God, that's, that's you. And, and of course, Sister Bobby had also told me that her sister as well, that was a member, said that she was in agreement. So I told him, I said, look, out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. That's three of you guys. So what do I need to do? He said, well, Brother John, we need to call a meeting. I said, well, you guys call a meeting. Let me know whatever I need to do. We'll come prepared to do whatever. Well, they we hung up from that conversation and then and uh um I he he told me that I needed to call back to Sister Bobby later than day so I around 4:30 or so I called her back and she says okay we've got the meeting set she said and guess what guys the very next week this was on a Thursday the coming up Monday or Tuesday was the beginning of apostolic conference in Madison Mississippi we were scheduled as as North American missionaries to go there. We went to conference. I told them I was going to be out of town. They set the meeting for the Monday after, after uh, uh, conference. So we came back. We, we were so excited. We went to that meeting uh, uh, on, on August the uh, 15th, I believe it was. We, we went to that meeting that Monday morning at nine o'clock. All eight members, of, excuse me, six of the eight members were there. Two of them were ill and couldn't come, sent their vote by proxy. And the remaining six members that were there, while we were there, they, they <coughs> excuse me, they asked me about what we wanted to do. And I began to pour out my burden to them from the Lord. And I, I just began to tell them how I believe that, that the Brooklyn community needs someone preaching the truth of the word of God that would be open to every family to help them with their come out of darkness, out of their addictions, out of their troubles, out of their broken lives, uh, into the fullness of everything that God has for them. And, and I just began to weep and to pour out my heart to them. And they, some of them even just, you know, were amening and some of them were wiping tears and what have you. So, so at the end of this, they, they called a business meeting to order. 
and took a vote right there on site to unanimously donate us that property. And thank God they 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 did everything that I didn't I didn't have to do a thing. They went and got a notary public uh, and drew up a paper. All of them signed it, had it notarized. I was able to take that to a property attorney in Hattiesburg. Six weeks later, we had a title deed in hand, free and clear, no note, no mortgage, no anything. We had we had put some money aside. We were able, we had other people donated. We were able to spend the money and have the repairs made that because the building had been closed up for over five years. And on September the 18th, we had our very first inaugural services with a lot of other churches participating, had 113 people in attendance that day. And since then, that was on September the 18th of 2022. And here we are in August of 2023. Thank God we have baptized nine people in the name of Jesus Christ. We've had five people receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. It has just been miracle after miracle after miracle. We've had people delivered from alcohol and drugs. We're so excited about what God is doing. And, and I am yet looking forward to what he is going to do on the horizon. Past Sunday, this yesterday, we had 30 in attendance. Praise God. We're so excited that God is bringing to pass the miraculous in changing the lives of hungry people in Brooklyn, Mississippi. Praise God. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to share that with you today. Well, Brother Whittington, thank you again. It's, again, I, I'm, I'm just overjoyed hearing the story again. It's just one of those that you just never get tired of hearing. And it's because of your consistency. It's because of your perseverance. It's because of your sensitivity to the voice of God. And I, I'm so thankful for what you all are doing in building that church. And it's an incredible church. I can't wait to be able to come and, and be with you all and visit and see what God is doing. And I prophesied through, through, through the voice of God during camp meeting that, that this was just the beginning. You hadn't seen everything that yes. God was going to give to you. And I strongly believe, even while you were talking tonight, that God is getting ready to just open up the windows of heaven and just pour out more blessings that you guys can't even contain, that you guys can't even explain, just Amen. because of what you guys have done and how you guys have stuck with it and been consistent and persevered and you know, as the acronym says, push, pray until something happens. And that's what you guys did. And again, I'm so thankful for your sacrifice and what you're doing in building that church in the great city of Brooklyn, Mississippi. And so I have just a few questions for you tonight, Brother Whittington. And the first one is what I personally and what Sister Maddox has personally appreciated so much about you and your sweet wife, Sister Whittington, is your consistency and your perseverance. I strongly believe that y'all may not be where you are today if you weren't consistent and you didn't persevere because I'm sure it got tired after so after the first couple of weeks. Well, okay, God, we, we've been praying. What are you doing? What's going on? When's it going to happen? Uh, but you guys were consistent. You stuck with it. You persevered and look at what God has done. And so my question for you tonight, Brother Whittington, is how what has helped you y'all to stay consistent and to continue to persevere in Brooklyn, Mississippi? Absolutely, uh, Brother Maddox. I, I really believe that 
probably if you if you get all the way down to the to the grassroots where the rubber meets the road of of the underlying thing that has enabled us in the in the last couple years to be able to be consistent in in believing and holding on to what God is doing, what God was going to do, what he promised that he would do. It, it's been a lot of years since God put it on my heart and my bishop's heart to for us to plant a church in Brooklyn. Uh, I haven't always been consistent, but several years ago, God did something in my life that that turned me completely 180 around and and help me to believe and understand that God fulfills the promises that he makes. We have a we have a we have a testament from the or or a witness from the Old Testament and from the New that the Old Testament says, I believe it's in the book of Numbers, that God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he would repent. God does not change his mind. <laughs> oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. In the New Testament, the apostle said, for the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. And I believe that, you know, a lot of times we think about that, that it's us that's not supposed to turn from the gifts and the calling of God. True, but even greater still is that when God puts the call on your life, when God says he's going to do something, no one, nothing absolutely any circumstance, nothing that happens, nothing you do can ever turn the mind and the heart of God away from what he intended to bring to pass in your life and in your ministry. I want to speak to somebody today in the Holy Ghost and tell you that God has called you and don't let any word that any preacher, any friend, any elder, anybody, any, any enemy, any voice that's going to speak into your life, change your mind about what you know, what God has said to you. When God, when God spoke to me and told me that he was going to plant a church in Brooklyn. And I, I believe that God spoke to me and told me that the place where we are now is the place that he wanted us to be, to fulfill the calling of the ministry and the destiny that God had for our lives. I believe that the times that when I was weary, when I'm wondering, God, what are you doing? Why, why am I, God, why are you putting me right out here in front of all these people that's driving up and down and they see me sitting here praying and sometimes just wiping tears and just crying and all the people passing by and looking at us and I'm going, God, why did you do this? And the God reminded me, hey, I've got a destiny for you. I've got a destiny for a church. I've got a destiny for this people that sees you out here weeping before the Lord. And I assure you, friend, if you hold on to the call of God and hold on to the promise of God, he'll help you to be consistent and continue until what God wants to bring to pass in your life. Amen. My God. And, and that I just want to keep keep going because I, I, I felt that same witness that you, you spoke of. And I want you to speak. I know you you started to, but I want you to keep going. Then because what would you say to a pastor or even a minister listening or watching that has a vision or even a promise that has not come to pass and is getting frustrated 
in the waiting. Why don't you keep talking about that for a few moments? Brother Maddox, I am so glad you that you had this question. And uh, it's 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 a it's a beautiful thing to see God unfold the rose uh, when God unfolds the plan and the purpose that he has uh, designed. You know, I believe with all my heart that God has, you know, you know, the book of Jeremiah tells us that, that God said, I know the thoughts I have toward you, you know, toward you thoughts of peace, you know, not thoughts to destroy you, but thoughts to prosper you. He says, but, but the beautiful thing, he says that I, I have for you an expected end. God has a destiny for every person, every one of us. And even when it's the dry time, even when it's uh, you don't feel nothing from God, even when you're not hearing that little voice back there, God still has made a promise that he's going to bring to pass. Backstory on this property that we are now in that God miraculously provided. In 2019, I left from the market, one the, the church market there, I uh, mentioned the flea market. I left from there and I drove the back way down through Brooklyn, just, just driving, praying, driving through the through the community, uh, you know, because there's there's other communities around us. I believe that we're called to the region, you know. So, so I'm driving down through there and praying over every home and every property that I drive by. And as I'm driving down into Brooklyn, I noticed this church building. I I couldn't tell you how many times I've driven by there before and how many times I've been in Brooklyn and driving around doing prayer drives or instead of prayer walks. Uh, and, and, uh, you know, I, I couldn't tell you, I, I guess I never somehow never noticed it. But when I drove by this time, the grass was up the, the everything. And I stopped, I slammed on brakes and I backed up and I looked, there's no power meter on the side of the building. I'm going, my God, this place is closed up in 2019. This was in like April of 2019. So I pulled into the parking lot in the, in the front of the building. And I got out of my car and I felt that hair standing up on the back of my neck, you know, and I felt the presence of God so strong. And I began to walk around the, walked around the building, just not peeping in the windows, but walking around looking at the property and, you know, just, just felt the presence of God so strong. And I heard the voice of the Lord that said, this is where I want you. So I, I began to believe in my heart that that was the place that God was going to plant a church in Brooklyn. So guess what I did? I went back and in my car, I had a little, a little notebook and I got my, I found an ink pen and I wrote a note. It says, dear sirs, please contact me concerning your church building. I'm looking for a place for our congregation to have church in Brooklyn. Thank you. And God bless you, Pastor Reverend John Whittington, Highway 49 Outreach Ministries and my phone numbers. I folded it up stuck it in into the slot of the double doors here is that note i want you guys to see that i, I, I know you can you could probably see that okay but there's that note let, let me tell you friend that was in 2019 april the excuse me august the 15th of 2022 when we went and met with the remaining members of that church and they unanimously voted to give us that property after they were done, they gave me the keys to the building. 
And we went to walk out and they all left. And, you know, after we walked, we walked around, visit, prayed with them, you know, and, and got information from them and all of this and, and heard stories about the church and so forth and so on. They all left and we went to walk out and there's this little table, little foyer table sitting against the front wall next to the double doors and laying on that table was my note that I wrote three years prior. God don't forget. God does not forget. And friend, can I tell you that, that an encouragement today, if God has spoken a word to you, you hold on to that word. You persevere. You keep pressing. Even when, even when you don't feel anything, when you hadn't heard anything else, you go back to that word God has given you and you hold on to it, friend. I want to encourage you in the Holy Ghost today. God has spoken to some of you that's watching this podcast podcast, uh, and you're feeling the Holy Ghost speaking to you right now that's confirming the word that says, when God has made you a promise, don't let anything change your mind, not circumstance, not feeling, not, not lack of seeing something happen, because friend, I'm going to tell you, we sat on that pew 11 weeks every day, Monday through Saturday, we didn't see anything happening. We had one car pull off one morning and said, I'm so glad you're out here praying for our community. That's it. One, one person in 11 weeks. And, and all this time, we didn't see anything happening. But friend, can I tell you, when it was time for God to move, he moved. Hallelujah. I, I just cannot uh, 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 just profess to you enough the fact that your God will not change his mind about what he's spoken to you. And God's tugging at your heart today. Be obedient to the Lord. Listen to the voice of God and just say, hey, Lord, I'm here for the duration, however long it takes, because I know that the promise is greater than the waiting. Just like when a lady is expecting to have a baby, you know, you know very well for nine months, oh, the misery of going through the summertime and all of that. Woo, we we raised three daughters. I I remember, oh my God, I got six grandkids now. So I understand those poor ladies and Oh, us wonderful husbands that work alongside them. And, but friend, can I tell you when the day comes, when the promise is delivered, it may, you forget about all of the waiting, all the suffering, all the sick mornings, all of those terrible times, all the struggle, all the getting up in the middle of the night and go and find whatever she needs to try to make her comfortable. It was all worth the wait. Because, Frank, can I tell you, the gift is greater than the waiting. Be encouraged in Jesus today. My God, I can't tell you how how on time you are, Brother Whittington. I I, I know people that are will be watching that are that I'm going to contact after this call and just let them know about it because there's people on this call that are not on this call, but that will be watching this call that yes. needed that word. And so I'm so thankful for you being sensitive. And it's crazy how, I mean, you didn't, you, obviously you had the questions ahead of time, but I don't believe you knew exactly word for word what you were going to say, but I believe oh, absolutely not. That <laughs> us here. and I'm so thankful and I'm, in, I'm challenging someone that is listening and watching to this call. Don't quit. Don't stop. Yeah, I, it, I know it gets easy, hard. I know it, I know it gets tough and all of that, but just stay consistent, persevere. Look at what God has done in Brooklyn. What can he do in your life? 
if you Absolutely. will continue to be consistent and persevere. We could continue talking and, and, and just encouraging, but we have, we're running out of time. And I want to get to this last question, and it kind of changes gears to, a, to an extent, but not at the same time, because we're talking about the church plant there. And I, I simply ask this question, why church planting? And I, what I want you to do is challenge a pastor, or maybe even a minister that maybe has already went to his pastor, or has been feeling tugged to go to his pastor, contemplating on starting a daughter work, preaching point, church plant, whatever that might be. What would you say to this pastor or minister that's on this call? Well, I will try to be very brief, Brother Matt Ox. I'll do my best, but but I, I tell you what, why church planning? I'm going to tell you, I, I did a little, of course, you, I've had the questions in advance, but I, I did a little, just a little looking around. According to Lifeway Research, 68% of people that drive to church will only drive 15 minutes or less. 21% of those are going to drive five minutes or less. Think about it. How far is it between apostolic churches in your area? How far is it from a, an, one apostolic church to the next where the truth of God is preached? That being said, every city, every community, every outlying area, whether it's whether it's suburban, whether it's urban, whether it's out in the country, whether it's a, a, a whatever you call that, rural, it really doesn't matter. Every community, every place deserves a light to be shining in the darkness, showing the way to the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus made this statement. He said, I am the door. You remember the old Motel 6 commercial? I'm dating myself. We'll leave the light on for you. You know, old Tom Bodette. I'm Tom Bodette. Yeah. Now, I'm not doing a Motel 6 commercial, but can I tell you, there are folks that need somebody to light the way to the door of Jesus Christ. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. God's speaking to somebody right now to reminding you, you're the light of the world. God's calling you to be a light, to light someone's way pathway to the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus said, he's the door, we're the light. It's up to us to light the way to the door. It reminds me of the, I, I'm reminded of the, of the poem by Emma Lazarus that is on the foundation of the Statue of Liberty. I've looked it up many times. I have never had the privilege of being there, but I love the last stanza that is written there. And it says, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. Can I challenge you today? Do you feel the call of God to either plant a church, start a preaching point, assist someone that's doing a preaching point or a daughter work or a, or a, a church plant somewhere? Pray about it. Get if you're if you're a pastor, let God lead you to do so. God will give you the resources you need to be obedient to the call of God on your life. I love you each and every one. I love church planting. I'm so thankful that God has allowed us to be part of it. Thank you, Brother Maddox, for allowing me the opportunity to be on life and ministry today. And I pray that someone is encouraged in the Lord and will be obedient to the call.
Brother Whittington, I'm going to throw this at you, and I didn't give you notice, but I want you to pray over each uh, viewer, each listener, and uh, do whatever you feel, share whatever you feel, but I believe uh, you, you need to pray over our viewers right now. Okay, would you pray in agreement with me, brother? Because I believe God honors agreement. Yes, Let's sir. pray in agreement. Father, we're so thankful, Lord, for every person that's ever going to view this podcast, Lord. God, we're thankful for the call that you have put on the life of each and every person, Lord, and most especially, Lord, the call of those that are going to answer the pull and the draw of the Spirit of God that's going to lead them to, to establish a preaching point or a daughter work or a church plant somewhere, Lord, God, that is going to, going to flourish, Lord, to be part of the end-time harvest. God, I thank you for the men and the women, Lord, that you have called into your kingdom, Lord, and have a desire to hear the voice of God and to be obedient in the Holy Ghost, Lord, to what you will lead. Because, Father, as we are obedient, you will open doors. You will do miracles. You will bring signs and wonders to pass, Lord. God, and most of all, you will bring a harvest. God, I pray your anointing upon each and every person that will be part of this, Lord, as they yield their lives to you. You. Let them be used for your cause. Lord, we thank you for who you are and all that you're doing in this last day, bringing revival to the church and harvest in the outreaching and outlying areas around every place of worship. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. My God, my God, this has been an incredible, incredible Hallelujah. time. And I'm so thankful for the Whittington that you've been not only available and willing to be on this call, but you have been sensitive to the voice of God. I'm telling you, I, I can assure you, you, you through the voice of God has spoken to many individuals. So I want you to be encouraged that, that you have been a blessing to, to the viewers and watchers of life and ministry. And I just want you to know how much I appreciate you and value you in your ministry and what you're doing there in Brooklyn. And don't, don't get settled. Don't, don't, don't think things are over. Be encouraged that th things Absolutely. are just getting started. God's getting ready to open greater doors that you've never seen before. And so I'm again, so thankful that you are, that have been with us tonight. And for those that are watching or listening tonight, I'm so thankful and so appreciative. I say this every time, if you are just listening to this, go back and watch it again, go back and listen to it again, share it with somebody that you know would be a blessing to them. I'm telling you, we have heard from God in this episode, and I'm so thankful for you watching and listening today. But I also want to encourage you, again, if you have speakers or subjects that you want us to have here on Life and Ministry, please reach out to us. Send us an email to lifeandministry777 at gmail.com or send us a direct message on our Life and Ministry Facebook page, and we'll be happy to look at those requests and we'll be happy to have them a part of what we're doing and what God has called us to do here at Life and Ministry, but I also want to remind you that we have recently started and launched Life and Ministry Incorporated. What this allows us to do is we've received requests. It's never been our intent to request money or ask for sponsors or support, but we have received requests. And if you have uh, been uh, touched or, or God's blessed you through our episodes and God is challenging you or encouraging you to support Life and Ministry, please reach out to us. We'd be happy to give you that information. Again, you can email us at Life and Ministry. 777 at gmail.com. We'll be happy to give it to you. You can send checks, PayPal, Cash App. 
be happy to give you all that information and you'll see it in just a few moments on the end of this call. But again, thank you all so much for your support. Brother Whittington, thank you again for being with us. Thank you to those that are watching and listening, and we pray you all have a great day in Jesus' name.